Before everything else, let me just pray. Amanita bot santu, santu, santu. Father, you're holy, holy, and holy. Noitanyalia fuane santu, santu. And your word is holy. Daderi dane amimai iheta bot nia futar oin hodirona konaba itania planu itania hakarak no itania hanoin. This morning we come to your presence to hear about your plans, your will, and your, your thoughts. Nemaroma kawharohan katakbat nebe ita hanorin hau ihasemane dane nia laran li husi dane ita belelori ben sauni dane atufakar li utani haitabot nia povu. Lord, I pray for what you have revealed to me this week. From this, it will also transform the life of these people. No how harohan katakbain hirabwat hotu hotuona honra gloria no poder amise fofila faliba ita. Lord, I pray that when everything is done, the honor and the glory will go back to you. And we will continue to go and make disciples for your honor and glory. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The day that we continue to want more. This morning, I'll just continue on your series on want more. No, how say troka English no tetun? I'll be speaking and switch in tetun to English. Nebelekalai. It's okay. And money is such an important aspect of human living. But before I talk about money, I am not alone. I have a family. How we are familiar. Um, this is my wife, Myra. Myra. And this is our daughter, Daniela. Daniela. Uh, my wife comes from Singapore. Singapore? And my daughter <laughs> is called. Uh, I come from Kenya. My wife is Singapore. She is Kenyaporean. Okay. So right now they have gone back to Singapore on their way to Kenya. I'll be joining them this Sunday. And uh, before I came today, they sent their greetings to you. So she's one year and uh, nine months now. And we met in East Timor, but the rest are stories. <laughs> Last week we focused on how do you know you love money. But today we want to ask ourselves, how do I know if money is the source of my confidence. How do I know whether money is the source of my confidence? Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> have you ever been so stressed because you have a problem and this problem is because you don't have money. You've been so stressed, you want to solve a problem, 
but you don't have money to so- to solve this problem. Have you ever been stressed about it? Dire na karus pergunta bagita dang imi perna senti stress los tamba date imi a problema rumah atu resolve my be imi laiha osan. Saya dengar kimi senti. How did you feel? Stress. Triple stressed. Triple stressed. Then I'm entertain then stress I'm entertain. Because there are those times in life we feel that we we need a quick solution to some problems. And when we don't solve them, the level of stress increases. We will all face challenges of money. And we will all face challenging time because of the things we face. But you know the problem is it's not the challenges you're facing but how you resolve those challenges. That will determine your source of confidence. Let's read together let's read together 1 Timothy 6.17 then we will read it in Tetun. One, two, three, let's read together. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in the uncertainty of riches, but in the living God who gives richly all things to enjoy. Let's read it. Uh, Tom can read it in Tetun. Tetun. Haruka ema nebe riku ho osan mundunian, la bele foti an, ila bele laran metin basiran yariku soin. Tambariku soin sirane hotu, loron ida seimohu. Haruka sira laran metin banai maromak, tang nia mak fobot hotu hotu maita, torresiresin, atu ita bele moris haksolo. Amen. And this is going to be our focus this morning. How do we know? that the source of our confidence, what do we know or how do we understand the source of our confidence this morning? We all, as I've said, will face challenging times. And there are those times when you don't have resources, you can be so stressed to a point that you become sick. Some become so stressed that they start stressing others. And some become so stressed until they commit suicide. Why? Because of their source of confidence. Talking about money, there's a, there's a simple story of a, a man who really, really loved his wife. Uh, and he told his wife, my, my wife, do you really trust me and love me? And the wife said, I love you so much. And then... Uh, the husband said, are you willing to do anything for me? And the wife was like, I love you, and that's why I married you. Then the husband said, when I die, 
take all the money and bury me with them. And the wife was like, um, I love you and I'll do this. And unfortunately, the man died. And so when they buried him, this lady took a, a big uh, um, bag and buried him with everything inside, the money that was there. The bag which was there. No, she, she took the bag. Nobody saw the money. It was just the bag. And so when she, uh, this lady was going back, she met her friends and the friends were asking, how could you do that? How can you bury him with all the money? And she said, because I promised him. The person is, then they ask him, then what are you going to survive on? And she told them, whatever I buried today, it was a check of all the money that he has. Money is a big issue. Those who have not understood, uh, understood, they will understand one day. Later. <laughs> Paul is writing to Timothy, who is the pastor in the church in Ephesus. And he's telling him the first thing that he needs to tell them, that command them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded. He's telling them that, tell those who are rich in the church, these people who are rich, who are worshipping God in the church, command them, charge them, it's not advise them. It's not that please encourage them and sit down with them and form a committee of encouragement. No, he's saying command them that one, they will not be proud. They will not be high-minded. Why is he saying that? Because in the church in Ephesus where Timothy was in charge, that community, Ephesus was a, a city that was bustling with many activities, beneficial activities, finance-wise. And so some had become rich uh, through owning properties like land, some were rich because they were able to own sheep. And some were rich because of trade, a business that they were doing. And so these people, some of them became rich before receiving Christ. 
And some may have been rich after receiving Christ. And so Paul is talking to Timothy and is setting a fundamental principle that it is important for any other person who is walking with Christ what they are supposed to do. Dan Paulo akara dehan batimoti kata dia mai motu kata prinsipi o insama e mahotu memaka Moris ya Kristus terma se persisi halo. Because these people may came to Christ and they are still rich and they don't know what do I do now that I'm a Christian? I was rich in the past. There's a form of confidence and I had, but now that I'm a Christian, what am I supposed to do? Antan e masirane balu mais adu sai Kristus ira rikutiona. Antan sira dehan how ans how Kristus how riku agora rikutiona patin terma persisi halo. And so Paul is saying Command these people. Now that they are in Christ, they are rich. It's not a sin to be rich. But now that you're rich, do not be high-minded, do not be proud, do not be arrogant because of your riches. Why so? Because riches have the capacity of changing our perspectives. They have a they have a a way of revealing who we are. Riches have a way of owning us instead of us owning the riches. And so Paul is saying, charge them that they will not be slaves to that which they own. Because when riches own us, it will control our action and change our attitude. That is why the issue of arrogance is coming in. So, the question you'd ask, but this verse is talking about the rich, but for me I've not become rich. But I know in Timor, you people, you have land, right? Your parents have land. Some of your parents, they have pigs. Some of you are working. Right? Paul is not talking about having that extreme wealth, but he's talking about having something that makes a difference in your life on a day-to-day basis. You have something in your life on a day-to-day basis. And so Paul is giving a spiritual principle for practical transformation. A spiritual principle. So, this verse applies to me just as it applied to them at that time. Because riches is actually the greatest source of conflict even in marriage. Uh, because right now it is said that um, the greatest source of conflict in marriage is riches. 
Antan agora é madian kata. É madian kata problema bot ia mani casamento agora né maka rikusoin ka osan. And it is then say that it is one of the leading cause of divorce. It money related issues is the leading cause of divorce. Antan é madian kata kane problema né maka selidera é ma ba divorce ka fahe malu né maka problema osan nian. Because when riches own you It doesn't matter what kind of relationships you have. Now, Paul is talking to this church. When riches own us, we become slaves. And this will be reflected in our insecurities on a day-to-day basis. It will be reflected on your daily priorities. How do you spend your wealth? How do you spend what you have? And it is easy also to manipulate others just to fulfill that which you want. I'm saying this because... Many years ago, um, when I was um, I was working in the medical sector. Then how did I get objective? I was working. I was a Christian then, and I wanted money, a lot of it. Then how how service? How I'm a Christian? How I carry cross? How I carry cross and barak? Though I had accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, though I was baptized, though I was going through discipleship process, I wanted money and a lot of it. Because I, I needed to buy a better car. I needed more properties. And so there was a competition among my peers because they were having this, I wanted to have more. And to be honest, as much as I was going to church, I enjoyed every Sunday service and every sermon that was preached. And at that time, I wanted also to marry the woman of my dream then. And I remember one day when the call to be a missionary came, that was the greatest struggle I ever had. And Because becoming a missionary meant letting go the desires for all that which I wanted, the riches that all I wanted, and that girl that I wanted, or rather wanted me. Even the lady that I wanted to get married. And it was difficult. And I struggled in no. a time of prayer. Because I knew that money was the answer to the questions that I was having at that time. 
And as a young man, I had these needs that I was feeling that money was going to answer because of the riches. I felt they were going to be answered because of that. And I remember when I was praying and people, everybody is making a commitment to be a missionary. Yes, I will go. Yes, I will serve you. I was there and I was telling God, no, I will not. I knew God had spoken to me. And I knew God wanted me to be a missionary. And I knew, I knew what kind of life missionaries go through because I'd seen some. I was saying, I will support you, but I will not go. But when he, he challenged me, that son, this thing owns you. You're not free. And as I share my story, I remembered in my personal reflection this week, I remember there's a man who was like me. This man is called Simon. And this Simon, he had accepted Christ when there was a great ministry in Samaria. And the Bible says, when Simon saw that through the laying of hands, the apostles' hand, uh, through the laying of the apostles' hands, Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money, saying, "Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay my hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost." But Peter said unto him, "Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money." And Simon came to the faith as a rich person based on the things that he was doing, though they were contrary to God. And so when he accepted Christ, he did not have a change of heart regarding how to deal with riches. And here he is being confronted with the reality. I have seen the power of the Holy Spirit at work. How do I get, use money to buy this power? Pedro tells him, Peter tells him, <laughs> Simon, why are you using physical means to solve spiritual needs? Your heart is not right. Make right your heart because your money and you will perish. And Simon goes like, pray for me, I'm wrong. 
because he knew that there needed to be something right his master was owning him all he needed was to be right and free his master he wanted to be free. And so back to my testimony. I was like this man, Simon. I was in the faith, but a slave to my money. But something happened. Something happened. Part two of this verse say, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in the uncertainty of riches. And so in that point when I was praying, and God is telling me, go to the mission field. I've called you because I know you. I was like, no, God. I know myself and my means. Then I had a voice as clear as I'm speaking to you. Why are you putting your life in your hands? I had that voice. Why are you putting your life in your hands? Why are you holding it so strong? Don't you know that it can vanish right now? And for the first time, my eyes were open. That all that I had, all that I aspired, all I longed for, are just nothing. Just as a click, and it is all gone. And at that point, I knew that I needed not to be a slave anymore. Whatever we put our trust in determines the foundation of our security. Whatever we put our trust in, whatever our hope is in, this will determine our security. Is our confidence and our hope in our resources? Then that is our source of security. And in 2006-2007, there was a major financial crisis in the world. It was a recession. Recession as in, it was a difficult time financially in the whole world. Banks were closing. 
houses were not being sold and things were so terrible dan umma sere mala bele fa antamba ya ya kia botebes and people were not having jobs ema barak la ya osen children were not finding their sustenance and then la barak sera bele hatan sere sere ni ya cuidado and 2007 things were so bad that the world economic forum did a survey and a, a wonderful research and then uh, forum economia mundial den halo pesquisa ida and this is what they said it is already well known that suicide rates increase in terms of economic strife and uncertainty previous research estimates that in 2007 economic crisis in europe and america led to 10000 more suicides antonia matene tiona katak seda ema eman bema ko hoan barak liutan tamba problema ekonomia ekonomia nian antonia tiene ring ruah hitu nyamanta batan ema rihun sanulu maka hoan tamba problema osan nian This reflects our source of security when resources and riches are the only thing that we will depend on. And people dying is not one, two, three. These are many people who are dead because they are looking for a source, a hope and an answer to their needs and then emari hun sandulu matene laos ida rua tolde tambe set ema barak tamba sera buka seda resposta basera ni necessidade and we found in that same survey they said that we found a strong correlation between the way in which people view their economic situation and the average suicide rate and then sera ema continuous ema pesija ema dia kata ema hetan sera hetan seda correlation Porsa botebes konaba ya dalan ema hare sirnia problem ekonomianian nomos sirnia ema oho anian so suicide and how you view money are so related antan ema oho an no insight about hare osan nia herla saunida so that was a survey the name of sirnia pesquisa because this to determine your confidence the source of your confidence and hope tambotruan determine ita botnia confiance no ita botnia esperanza so paul is telling this church that paul akardian by grace dane tell them not to be arrogant dia masir la bele fotian tell them not to be high minded abel dia masir la bele arrogante but two let them not put their hope in what they have namosta bele tau abel dia sirat dia masir la bele tau serne esperanza iha ser masir iha why tambasa because the bible says riches do not profit in the day of wrath dan biblia dia nak tak rekusoin la bele la fo benefiso ya loron be maroma khirus manas the economics when the world was facing a very difficult time money was not able to solve it dan hira problema ekonominya bot ebes osana bele resposta by dane when you're facing terrible issues in your health you may have all the millions but when you have cancer which cannot be treated your money won't help you Oh here oh here Osan million barak te debe sanbe oh here moras cancer cancer on your Osan Abele resposta bo on your moras dane Money is limited our resources are limited in their power to solve what human needs Then Osan say le limite ita yani ne kbida to resolve e manine necessidade So what is the solution Don say the magni solution Because Paul he's not just talking about money cannot help in times of need but it also says that riches do not last 
forever. Ton Biblia mos dian kada kriku soin sela hela tinan batinan. Riches do not last forever. Ton riku soin sela hela mutoko ita tinan batinan. And when I was kneeling down there, ton yana bahawak neak. God told me, open your hands, that I may take that which you have, take you and make a difference. Ton maromak dian kata ka ho loke onya limang no sera mak opos sera mak iha o ha forty. When everybody had prayed and they are ready to become missionaries, I was there crying and telling God, God, what next? So Paul has talked about the first part of this verse, what rich people were doing. But now he tells them what they should do now that they are rich Christians. One, he says, no trust in the certainty of riches, but here, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Don Paulo dihan katak atau tahu fear ia maromak memakai fob buat serneba ita atau ita bela aksolok. The first step to understanding my true confidence is to go back to the owner of all wealth. Antara pasu permeru atau ita bela komprende buat serneba bahfila fali bayi dia mak say nine bah buat sernehoto. God is calling us back to Himself. He's calling us back to his heart. He's calling us back to go and be confident in his character as a faithful God. If he could create the universe out of nothing, what is your need that is too difficult for him? If this same God is able to sustain the whole universe with all the things, what about you, oh beautiful people? Is your need too big for our God? He calls us back to himself. And this going back is what changed my life. When I gave up all things, he started taking me through the journey of trusting in him. That was the most difficult test I've ever gone through. And it has not ended. God is calling us back to himself that we will gain our true identity in him. That we will see his perspective of riches that we may be a blessing to the nation because we have the heart of the Father. He's calling us to live before him with open palms. Because if you fold it this way, he might force you to open it and you'll feel the pain. If you're holding on to your wealth, he will force you to open. My dear sister, brother, you will feel the pain. 
But if you have it in an open palm, and we bring him to him as an art of worship, pleasing and acceptable to, the, to our God and our King, he will redirect our lives. When God redirect, when we redirect our focus on him, our security and identity get settled. All that we are and all that we have is from God, for God, for God's service and God's glory. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Our focus must be back to him first, not to the riches. So when I came to the mission field, I have no <laughs> no wife to marry. Don't want hear how. Ah. When hear how my misound how lai ya house dog ya cabin atu cabin. I had no all those monies because by then I was working two jobs. I needed more money to do these things so fast. How lai ya osan barak tamba wah yatempun mah prize osan barak atu halu watsan lai situan. And I came to the mission field. Be how my ya paten misound nian. And I started serving God. And I was telling God, God, you know, this answer comes from you. And God gave me the first answer and gave me a beautiful lady to marry. You can receive the anointing. And when we went through the process, and so we are supposed to do our wedding. And the wedding was in tens of thousands of thousands of dollars. When I was still in my country, this would not have been a problem to solve because of what I was doing and the number of friends, and in a few weeks' time, I would have had that money sorted out. But now I'm in the mission field. I'm with the Lord alone. How will it be? So when we discussed, we started saving some money with my wife. Saving money. And uh, when we were saving money, it was, uh, it was not even a quarter of the total budget. And God spoke to us and said, all this which you have saved support a mission field for a certain project. And with all this money, we supported the mission project. And we had only $77 to sustain the account. And the wedding date is not waiting. It didn't tell us wait. The budget was still the same. 
the debts were still approaching, but the bank was different. The account was different. And then Lorong Kazamedun Sena Fatin, Dada Kazamedun and Fatin and Fatin Hela might be conta bankari different at Yona. What do you do? With your confidence. And we were praying one day, I'm doing my personal devotion. I am an early riser and I'm doing my devotion at three in the morning. And God was speaking to me through Matthew 6:33 and was assuring me that seek my kingdom first and my righteousness, and whatever you're worrying, it is sorted out. Interestingly, my wife was doing her devotion at that time in Singapore. That same verse, that same hour. And what happened? All the budget for our wedding was sorted out. And we went to the, one of the best wedding destinations, honeymoon destinations in the world. No, it's not in Bali, it's in Maldives. <laughs> Tom, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> this is not for us, it was for him to reveal who he is. To tell you that he is unchanging God. He's God of our times. He's God of our days. He's a God who knows your situation better than you know it. And he has better answers than the answers you think you have. Because he has taken into account all the things and he knows what is best for you and me. That is why Paul comes to a point and he's saying, I know what it is to be need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When our identity in Christ is secure, as we abide in Christ and be like him, our perspective about wealth changes. When we are confident that God owns us, we have a new perspective. All these riches become tools of worship and faithful stewards honoring our Lord and Jesus Christ. Adora, at the Ondra, Bamaromak. Riches will no longer be our master. 
But with open palms we have nothing to hold, nothing to lose but worship to give. Only at the foot of the cross will we bring our, our riches to say, Jesus, you paid it all. We give it all back to you. We will not run into debts. We will not run into stress. And we will manage all these things for the glory of our God, the Father and our, our Lord Jesus Christ. As I finish, there's a story of a young boy who, who graduated from the university. And this young boy, his father was a very rich man. And so after graduating, all his friends were getting Ferraris and all kinds of cars and beautiful presents. But for this boy, when he came home, his father gave him a Bible. And this boy was angry. Because the father gave him nothing else except the Bible wrapped nicely, new Bible. He took the Bible, put it in his bag, and went to another city because he never wanted to see the father again. He, he never contacted the dad. He never wanted to hear anything about the dad. Because he said, I will get my money and I will show my dad how to be rich. So when he went to the next city, he said there for about six, seven years. And his dad, he heard later from his friends that his dad died. And he was so sad. So he went, because he's remembering his dad and he's crying, he went to the Bible. And uh, so he's just looking at the Bible, thinking about the dad. He saw two things. The first one was a letter from the father. Dear son, I love you so much. And this is the greatest present I could give you today. I have the last stages of cancer. I want you to keep this safe. Remember all that I always have is yours. But he saw the second document. And in this was written, this is an open check for any amount you've ever wanted. What am I saying? Jesus has the answer. He has given us an open check. This young man was crying for a Ferrari, but God had, but the Father had given him everything that he ever needed. 
tahun la barik mana ni atanis ba kereta dia kita menyaman fobania sera makni persija bela kereta kota ni. All that he ever needed was inside the Bible, just open and read. Antam sera makni dapat persija sejah Bible larang no loke no le. This is what the Father tells us. Dan emak sera makni aman dehan bayita. In Romans 8:32. Ia Roma walu pengurusan ruah. He who did not spare his son but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Yang katak niya nebe lahanoi niya oan mane nebe saran niya niya tambah ita hotu oin sa niya selafobat seluk hotu hamutu kon. All things, my dear brothers and sisters. What hotu hotu mawalin sira? What are you looking for? Sira magtebot buka. He has it. Niya iha buat sira ne. He paid it at the cross. Niya selu hotu iha cross. So that when he did that, riches will no longer own us. Because all riches are temporary. You may have it now or about tomorrow. Jesus Christ is our sufficiency. If the Father did not withhold him because of us, if the Father did not withhold Jesus for me and for you and for him, if the Father didn't do that, how much more is he able to give you? He's inviting us to take that next step. Because he has it all. He has the answers. And he's calling us this morning. Because he knows your need better than you know them. He knows your story better than you can write it. He has taken into account what will happen tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, and in the future. He knows it all. What do you want to give him this morning? As we close our eyes, I'll finish with this one. If Christ be our life's answers, riches will never be a question. And you're here, you're wondering, I've spoken so much and you've heard my voice. And you're wondering, how, Lord, is it possible? This morning, Jesus, our Lord, has said, if he gave himself for you, how much more will he not give? Give me back what you have, Jesus is saying, and he will give you the true confidence. But he needs your life first. And if you're here and you've never made that first step of accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
Okay, ko iha nena os da halo pasu primeiro ato simo Jesus Santo na nino Salvador. The first step to enjoying what God has given you is accepting the grace of salvation. Pasu foti maka simo Jesus Santo te bote nino Salvador. If you're here and you've never made that commitment of relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord. You can lift up your hand, I will sit and I'll pray with you. Anybody? If you've never made a commitment to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to do that right now. Se kare konunka halo komitmentu atu simu Jesus san sanaino Salvador ha karaki mi halo dada sangi dane. Because if Jesus tamakarek Jesus is your life's answer. Maka resposta ba onia Morris. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone else thank you for that hand? Temarumatan obrigado ba dimang be makhi temarumatan. I'll just ask you to come forward. Just take a step of courage because this is a time of celebration in the Christ. And I'll ask for the second step of people who need prayers because we will all face challenges with issues of money and finances. But you want to be different and you say, from now on, I want to commit my life to Christ and that my money and all that I am, my confidence will be in Christ alone. If you're sitting down there and you were like me in the past, you thought that money was the answer. But you're saying that from now on, Christ is going to be my answer. If you're there, you want to lift up your hand. Just lift up and I will sit and we will pray together with you as you sit. Hallelujah. Now precisa ir Jesus. Ode salva hao. Ajuda hao. Ato bele moris tu ite botni hakarak. Haula bele halo de ne hone forsa rasik. Ambi hao precisa ite bot. Hao karak moris tu ite bot loron baloron. Ya hao ne moris tomak. Ohin, how agradece, by the near salvation. 
mai hau hau repende pau ne sala hotu ah koraksimu ita bot sehau nia nai no hau nia salvador hau ora saun de ne hofier hori jesus nia naran amen 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 let me pray with you as we finish hallelujah 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 aroma fu pensam hallelujah If Jesus Christ be your life's answer, riches will never be your question. Sacar Jesus, Jesus Cristo sai resposta para onde amores de coisas em nunca sai pergunta. Let's all stand up and pray. Mai tahu tu hamrik. Oh Lord, you say, call unto me and I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you knew, you do not know. Omaroma kita buat yang kata bolu hau nausi hatan nausi hatu buat furak bahau makaulah tene. And I've seen your goodness, I've seen your mercy, I've seen your grace, and I know you are unchanging, eternal, loving Father. Hau tene on hau ada sedemai buat halo nausi buat maroma kena maksela muda. And I thank you for these wonderful people you have loved and purchased by your precious blood. Because your blood is the most expensive thing that anyone would ever try to purchase. But you have purchased us with your blood. And I thank you Lord Jesus because if you never gave yourself where would we be this morning? But give yourself so that we can have much more than this. That our confidence will not be in resources and the riches we have, but our confidence will be in Christ alone. I thank you for your children, Lord, whom you are walking with in different direction, facing different challenges. I pray that they will find confidence in Christ alone. Obrigado também ser bem buca confiança em Cristo mesmo que Deus. And that our riches will be an art and tools of worship before you our Lord and King. Kata kami nele ku soin sei sai sasan hadora saunian baita bot amenia dirai. And when all is said and done we will we will come back to you and you will say of us good and faithful servant because we have served you with all that you have for us. Antoi tabot sedihan katak dian ba ami katak Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time. May you receive the worship that is due to your only name. And as we think through this week on how you have given us so much, may we be faithful in the little and the much we have. Because Lord, you are, you are calling us to be the light of the world through Jesus who gives us the strength. Thank you for this time, Lord Jesus. May your name forever be lifted high. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.